You're listening to Work in Progress. I'm Ramona Schindelheim, Editor-in-Chief of Working Nation. Work in Progress explores the rapidly changing workplace through conversations with innovators, educators, and decision makers, people with solutions to today's workforce challenges. Joining today on the Work in Progress podcast is Diego Mariscal, CEO and Chief Disabled Person at Together International. Together International connects disabled founders with resources to help the companies grow. Diego, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Good to see you again and talk to you again. In the mission statement, you said you wanted to flip the narrative and have people see that disabilities is a competitive advantage for businesses. Explain how you're doing that and why that mission. I'll start with my my own personal story, um, and then that will kind of drive the point across. So I was born in the States actually by accident. My parents were shopping. They're both from Mexico and they were shopping for baby stuff. And I was born six months and a half into my mom's pregnancy. Pretty tiny baby. My mom jokes and says that I've always been really stubborn. Even before I was born, I wanted to get out quickly. And as a result of that, I have CP, cerebral palsy. And to go back to your original question, why do we want to redefine the way people think about disability and, and sort of flip the narrative? So when I was about probably nine or 10, part of physical therapy for me has always been doing a number of, of exercises from swimming to playing soccer, believe it or not. Uh, I was the goalie so that I could hold on to the, uh, to the, to the goal, right. Um, to the frame and Another uh, sort of exercise that we tried was horseback riding Uh, because horseback riding helps you with balance. And that was one of the things that my parents wanted me to improve on. And I remember I was on the horse and we were taking lessons and I fell off the horse. And I fell off the horse and I was a little thrown off, but then immediately I said, okay, let's, let's get back up and let's continue. And for me, it was not, you know, I didn't really think twice about it. But then the the trainer went up and talked to my parents and said, this is amazing. I've been coaching for years. And usually when people fall off the horse, they don't want to get back up. And it, it takes a long time for them to get comfortable getting back in the horse, right? And I share this story because it demonstrates how as disabled people, we have to figure out how to solve problems every day and how to be resilient, creative, and and tenacious. I have fallen thousands of times in my life as a result of CP. And so because of that, falling off a horse wasn't a big deal for me, right? And so if we can get people to focus on that, on what are the competitive advantages that a disability brings to the table, then the whole conversation around disability changes and not just the conversation, but also the priority around policy, around programs, around funding starts to shift. And so it's really important that we start to highlight the competitive advantage of disability as opposed to disability just as something that needs to be cured or fixed rather than be celebrated and embraced. Do you feel like that there has been any progress in awareness in that advantage? Because 
everything you're saying makes perfect sense to me that you might have had to work a little bit harder at a younger age to solve those problems. And that carries with you through your adulthood. So to, to my question, do you see any progress in people recognizing that? Some, right? So the question being, do I, do I see people recognizing disability as a competitive advantage? I think certainly there is an, a new, I'm going to use quotations, new movement of disability pride and sort of being unapologetically disabled. And so the, the needle is definitely moving in that direction. I think where we are pioneering and where we are, what we're saying is it's beyond disability pride, right? It's you're going to succeed as an entrepreneur, not in spite of your disability, but you're going to be a better entrepreneur because of your disability, right? So we're taking it a step beyond disability pride and identity and saying you're going to be successful in many ways, thanks to your disability, right? And so I think that we are certainly moving to a more to a place of more accepting and more pride where, where we still have ways to go. And we see it in the entrepreneurship ecosystem for founders with disabilities is the recognition of disability as a competitive advantage for, for business. So how is Together working to help those disabled entrepreneurs thrive and get the help they need as a business owner and a small business owner or a big business owner for that matter, get the um, resources that they need? So great question. So we started off as sort of your traditional accelerator, which looks at 10 weeks of programming, connecting people with mentors, resources, and supports to grow their businesses. On the surface, we're just like any other accelerator, like Techstars or Y Combinator, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's hundreds of accelerators now. What makes us unique is that we are exclusively focusing on founders with disabilities and this whole conversation around disability is a competitive advantage. And the reason why that is so important is because Entrepreneurship resources are often not accessible for founders with disabilities, whether it because they don't have sign language interpreter or they don't have material in Braille, et cetera, et cetera. But beyond that, also, sometimes programs don't know how to deal with somebody who might have chronic fatigue, right, and may not be able to participate at the same speed. Uh, mentors are not necessarily properly supported to guide somebody who may have a speech impediment. And so the, creating this culture where, again, disability is a competitive advantage and everybody involved in the program is seeing it that way helps people not only with their businesses, but also with the way they think about their own disability, which is ultimately what we the change that we want to make beyond just business and wealth creation. And so I think that's that's the unique part. And then I'll just end by saying that even though we started as an accelerator program, it's become clear that Together has become the suite of services that go beyond just accelerating founders with disabilities. And what I mean by that is we're working on a pre-accelerator program to support those, those companies that are not necessarily ready 
for an accelerator. And we are also working to establish the first ever fund for founders with disabilities so that it can be these ever evolving ecosystem that supports entrepreneurs at any stage of their journey. So you've been an entrepreneur since you were a teenager. Tell me some of your experiences starting your first company. How, what did you face? What were some of the challenges? Oh my God, <laughs> back to memory lane. <laughs> what did I face? I've always been relentless. I've always wanted to sort of change the way people think about disability. Even at that early age, I wanted to educate other students about disability. And so one thing I face, and I continue to face, although I'm a lot more comfortable with it now, is a sense of, of loneliness. And I, I don't mean necessarily in isolation, but you know, you have to be a little bit crazy to be an entrepreneur, right? To to want to create something that doesn't exist, to want to pull those long hours. To, you know, I, I, I remember being in high school, you know, waking up and the first thing I thought about was, was Limitless, which was the name of the company that I first created. So the first thing I would think about was Limitless. And the last thing I thought about was Limitless. And now the first thing I think about is together. And the last thing I think about is together. And I thought, Everybody is this way. Like everybody is obsessed with their job and just wants to make the world a better place. Slowly, I've learned that that is not the case, right? And so I think that you asked, what are some of the challenges that I face? And certainly, you know, feeling like an outcast. And I think that's also one of the values that Together has been able to bring, a community of like-minded entrepreneurs that are not just facing the challenges of entrepreneurship, but they're also facing the challenges of being an entrepreneur with a disability. And then the the funny story that I can laugh about now, but in in the in the moment wasn't so great was I actually got fired from my my first company in Mexico because I've always been really intense and really driven and my leadership style, you know, wasn't wasn't up to par. So I would drive my teammates a little a little crazy. Some of my current team members would argue that maybe I drive them a little crazy now, but I have a lot more experience and a, a better support system, you know, to help me navigate that. And it takes it takes a village. But I think the lesson that I took there, which which always, you know, will carry me forward, is that as much as I think for me, entrepreneurship is a creative expression. And it's a way to to get a little philosophical here. It's a way to live the highest, truest expression of myself. It is not what defines me. So if I forever, for whatever reason, I would get, I would be fired from together. The lesson that I took away from my time in Mexico is that, you know, I would be fine. The skills and the knowledge and what I have gained from this incredible experience will stay with me regardless of whether or not together is successful. And frankly, that's part of what we try to impart the entrepreneurs that we want you to succeed as an entrepreneur, but you're going to be better off because you've moved through that journey as opposed to not have taken it at all. I love that you took that experience of being fired from your own company and turned it around and and made it a positive experience, which is 
a very entrepreneurial thing to do, a successful entrepreneurial thing to do, is that you take your learned experiences and turn them into a business. You turn them into your way of life. And I also love that it's not your definition of yourself. So I applaud that quite a bit. And I think we should all learn from that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You know, since I've talked to you, there's a lot of things that have been happening. And I know you're starting a cohort for entrepreneurs with disabilities with Comcast, uh, NBC, Universal. Tell me what you're going to be doing with that. Comcast has been one of our partners for for the second year now. I am incredibly grateful for their support. They've really seen, if we're looking at digital divide and inclusion for all, we have to include people with disabilities. And it's something that, frankly, not everybody that is working in DNI is looking at, right? In terms of supporting not just entrepreneurs with disabilities, but people with disabilities in general. It's been incredibly transformative to to be able to work with them because we're not only supporting 10 to 15 entrepreneurs with disabilities, we're still uh, making the final selection, but it's, it's not just about supporting their businesses. It's also about the story that we're telling through those businesses. So for example, Lachi, one of the previous entrepreneurs from last year, um, she is a performer and she's starting a music business that supports other recording artists. Through the accelerator, she was not only able to grow her company and become one of the premier partners in disability and accessibility for the Grammys, but also was able to work with with Comcast in, in a different area to educate their their employee base around disability and best practices in the media space. And so it's this reciprocal relationship where we're getting support from corporations like Comcast to support entrepreneurs with disabilities, but they're also getting to learn about the disability community in a way that through leaders that that are leading in this space, right? So it keeps the conversation around disability in a very up-to-date and organic and frankly ever-evolving way that allows corporations to stay ahead of innovation, especially when it comes to disability. Walk me through what the participants are going to learn and how you are helping them take the next step forward with their company. We go through the, the, how do you go from kind of one customer to 10, or if you have 10 customers to 50 or 50 to 100, how do you accelerate, granted the term accelerator, how do you accelerate your growth and create repeatable systems that allow your company to grow? And so how do you actually create a business model? How do you create landing pages that allow you to scale? How do you talk to your customers in a way that that represents a repeatable process? Again, these accelerators, and I will throw ourselves, you know, ourselves in there as well. Most accelerators are pretty good about teaching folks the, the basics of financials, customer development, customer discovery, um, business planning. Like the basics don't necessarily change. What is unique about us is that way in which we're delivering the service in a way that is inclusive and accessible of all people that participate 
and the community of other like-minded founders that are coming together and like-minded mentors that are that are wanting to be a part of this movement that we're creating. Is this a virtual or in-person program? So this is all virtual. And, you know, in the beginning, when we first started, we were in person, but COVID really demonstrated that virtual can be a really accessible way of working with folks. And it really allowed us to scale significantly. I mean, when we did the first cohort, we were working with, I believe it was seven entrepreneurs in the DC area. Now we have a network of about more than 600 entrepreneurs worldwide. And we wouldn't be able to have the scale that we have if it wasn't because we are able to service people virtually. Given that there is still barriers and some challenges and prejudice in the workforce, because I've read a lot of things about how it's not just bosses and employers who don't want to hire people. There's other, there's like coworkers who are concerned about having a a coworker with disability in the workforce. So given these challenges, prejudice, would you encourage people with disabilities to start their own businesses? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't have the job that I have if if I didn't believe that we were we were uniquely positioned to succeed. What I do want to say to people, and I think this is critical for anybody that is listening. Yes, I I firmly believe that disabled people are well positioned to succeed. And yes, we can help you and, you know, and we can make those introductions and we can create this community. At the end of the day, being an entrepreneur, whether you have a disability or not, it's still really, really hard work. Right. And so I don't want to sugarcoat and say, you know, come join our program and we're going to wave a magic wand and all your problems are going to be solved. Absolutely not. I mean, we have a network of 600 entrepreneurs out of those 600 entrepreneurs more than 600 entrepreneurs 70 of them have gone through our accelerator program and collectively they raised over 54 million dollars right so we are able to create environments that unlock opportunities that we are able to to get because of this collective group But the reality is I'm still working, and I I don't want this to sound like a brag, but I'm still working 12-hour days to push this this work forward, right? And so are are many other entrepreneurs that are part of our our work. And so I don't want to say, oh, come join our program and all your problems will be be solved. Absolutely not. It's still really hard and, and difficult work. But we as disabled people have been doing hard and difficult work all our lives. Why not utilize that skill set to to do incredible things? Diego, what a pleasure to talk to you again. Really great information and love the work you're doing. And I love just your whole go get them attitude about it. (laughs) And realistic attitude that it's hard work no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The measurement that I take if I'm enjoying what we're doing and if we're moving in the right direction is that every day I I wake up and I feel like it's Christmas. I'm excited to get up and do the work. Uh, and there's it's not that there's not hard days. Of course they are. But at the end of the day, knowing that we're making a difference in the lives of, of countless people with disabilities and the world makes all those hard days worth it, I think. Thank you, Diego. 
Thank you for having me. I've been speaking with Diego Mariscal, CEO and Chief Disabled Person at Together International. I'm Ramona Schindelheim, Editor-in-Chief of Working Nation. Thank you for listening.